by the yeah. time the visual change hits, you've been losing hair. Sure. So I think it's really important to get an understanding, get comfortable. Like when you're in the shower, like check your hands, like check yeah. what's going down the shower drain. Like just kind of pay attention to like what's going on. So you have that understanding. What is happening? Welcome back to your favorite podcast, the Gridiron Podcast. Today, I am going to do a deep dive on a topic I have never discussed before because, quite frank, I'm not an expert on it. I'm going to talk hair loss, hair thinning, and I have the expert in the house, Mariah Shane, CEO of More Hair Naturally. And you guys, this is a good one. He's incredibly passionate. He's incredibly intelligent. I think you guys are in for a treat. And we have a solution for you if you are going through hair thinning or baldness or whatever it might be, we might be able to fix it. So inside, you'll get some answers. I can't wait to chat with you guys. Leave us a five-star rating review. Share us with your friends. I'll see you inside. All right, I know the reason why you're here. You saw the title and you're like, shit, I'm losing my hair. What am I going to do? Don't worry. Justin Mahaley and the Grower and I podcast has brought in Mariah Shane to talk with us today about what do you do? What is going on? What is causing this hair loss? Mariah, first and foremost, thank you for taking time out of your day to join me on the Grower Die podcast. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. I'm super excited to be here yeah. and I'm super excited to jump in and, and start like talking and I getting love into it. it. I love it. Let me ask you, you're a hair loss expert. You are all things hair loss. What yeah. point in your life were you like, you know what? I, I'm passionate about hair loss. I want to get, I want to dive into this and I want to help people with this. What was it? Okay. So it started with my dad. Yeah. Uh, my dad, I have hair loss. My entire, every single man in my family yeah. is bald. Okay. My cousins, uncles, every, everybody yeah. is bald. Um, I, I am lucky to have what I have. Yeah. I, I like, like I'm, I'm grateful to have what I got. So my dad started losing his hair. This was early nineties, start losing his hair. And he was like, Oh man, what am I going to do? My whole family, we've always had a very holistic, natural approach to everything. We've always believed you can get everything you need from food, okay. from exercise, and from lifestyle. We've, we've never been much on anything beyond that. Okay. So when he started losing his hair, he was looking like, what's out there? What can I do? And he's looking around for all the natural remedies because that's the approach we've always taken in our life to heal ourselves. Okay. And, and they were like, you know, rub onions on your head. and Yeah. You, and things like that. And, you know, even if that did work, you're not going to have any friends. Yeah, so, that would be a um, little weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. I, there, there's actually, there's a little bit of truth in that. Okay. But it's not going to work. Just put the onions on your head. But there is, there is a logic to that. Okay. Which, what, well, yeah. what is it? Can, are, are we able to dive into that just really briefly? Totally. Well, because onions have a, a large sulfur content. Got it. And, and the sulfur is very good for hair growth and very good for your body. Okay. But rubbing it on your scalp, you're never going to get enough enough of that to actually cause a dis to cause any sort of impact other than just smelling bad. 
Yeah, um, I was gonna say so. So in bodybuilding, like like with the amount of protein that we take in, like mm -hmm. oftentimes people can have um, some rough smelling flatulence, if 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 you will, um, okay. due to the soft the sulfur content. So I can't imagine just rubbing a bunch of sulfur on your head is gonna help attract very many partners yeah. or friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You might have great hair, but you'll be alone. Yeah, you'll be alone with that great hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so my dad started looking for remedies and he, he started, he went down the conventional path of okay. like the drug products and all the, all the drugs and everything as a reason. And he started having terrible side effects. He started feeling like lethargic. He was getting, started getting sick a lot. He actually just started developing uh, breasts no way. Um, because okay. it started like messing with his hormones so much. Okay. So at that point we were like, okay, well, well, hey, 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 this isn't cool. And he was like, no, no, this isn't cool. This isn't what I want. Yeah. And so um, my mother's from Italy okay. and we found this. And through a family connection, she heard about this little lab in the Lake Como area that was doing some pretty cool stuff in like the natural, natural areas of hair loss. And so we contacted the lab and they sent us some stuff over. He started using it. He started getting results. And we eventually became their North American distributors. Very cool. Um, and then since then, though, we we evolved. That we there, this wasn't using any sort of the stem cells, probiotics, amino acids. Since then, that's what got us into it. Okay. And then since then, we started like we grew out of that. We were we started looking into like it was a good product, but we wanted to be better. We always want to be better. We always yeah. want got to be better than we were yesterday. Absolutely. You know. And so we started like. After a couple of years of that and getting results and seeing like, hey, this is like a real thing here. There is there is a solution that's not a drug solution to to thinning hair. So we started researching like, well, what else is going on? Because there's pretty much all there was available were all these drug products, which are still the popular products today. But these products were invented in the 70s. Oh, okay. And so we're like, we're like, science didn't go to sleep in 1970. No in the field of thinning hair and hair loss but why is everything that we're using still the products from the 70s okay so we started like researching like medical journals all over the world and we're finding like incredible things with stem cells probiotics amino acids and we so we had the idea like there's so much amazing things out there getting these incredible results what if we took all of them and put them in one product yeah you know at the clinical strength that is producing the results and so okay. We found a lab here in California, like a big FDA lab that specializes in natural cosmetic uh, hair products. Okay. We're like, listen, we want to take all these incredible ingredients and make one product out of them. Is that even possible? And it took a few years, but they figured out how to do it. Very and cool. at that point, we moved everything to California. So everything is made locally here in California. And we completely re revamped our whole product line. And that's where we're at today. Absolutely fascinating. I have a few questions for you. Yes. Why all of the RX products are, uh -huh. are, are from the seven. And it's actually interesting to say that when you said that, you know, most of them popped up in the seventies, I'm realizing that in the ones that I'm familiar with, very loosely familiar with, yeah, they are, they are pretty dated, aren't they? Yeah. Why, why isn't anything new happening on, on this front? Especially when it's becoming more and more of an issue as our society's stress is elevating and we're seeing much more hair loss. Well, a uh, couple reasons. One, uh, they're, they're very inexpensive to source. 
because okay. um, they've been around for so long that they're all they're all generic brands at this point. Okay. So very there's the patents on them have pretty much expired. So these are very very cheap to get. Okay. Also, um, they're all they're all approved FDA drugs. Okay. And with that comes a certain level of protection and claims availability that you you can say you can pretty much say anything you want. Yeah. If it has an FDA stamp on it. My and my understanding. My understanding, Mariah, is once you have this RX, once you have this patent and the FDA is with you and all these things, man, it's nearly untouchable. It's like nearly, yeah, and that's a huge issue, obviously, because science is constantly changing and evolving. We understand that there's issues that comes with a lot of RXs outside of hair loss, Um, a lot of RXs that just aren't talked about and it, yeah. it's 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 rather unacceptable and you know in my opinion um what are some common issues that people are going to experience with the popular hair loss um drugs that are being presented right now well let me let me just say this uh like for your listeners that are using them yeah you know people do get results from them you know and people people do get results it's not a very high percentage, but people do get results okay. and not everyone gets side effects. So if somebody's using them and they're like, Hey, this is working for me. Like, that's cool, man. You, you know, that that's good. And, and keep it up. Cause if, if you're getting results, great. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to make anyone feel like, like, Oh, maybe I should stop. You know, like, mm-hmm. no, if it's, if it's working and it's a good product for you and you're achieving your goals, that's cool. You know, yeah. keep, keep doing it, you know, but um, what we, we get a lot of, you know, I, I still take a lot of client calls. We have a team here too. And a lot of people come to us with uh, the sexual issues is a big yep. one. Yep. Um, a lot of people feel like uh, a lot of lethargia and body issues and it feels like their their immune system gets a little tweaked. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people just don't see results. Also. Okay. So, um, and, and I know that there's some of the things that I'm going to dive into um, that might be some rather deep pharmacokinetic items. Um, the sexual side effects is what I have very commonly gotten feedback from my athletes who use these things on. Um, I'm assuming that's due to DHT conversion or maybe like five alpha reductase stuff being downregulated. Do you have any thoughts or hypotheses on what would, what's directly causing the sexual, the, the undesirable sexual side effects? I don't, yeah. you know, I don't, I yeah. actually haven't, I, it's a good question yeah. and I'm surprised I haven't like actually looked into why Yeah, I just know that, that it, that's what it's causing. Um, yeah. and part of our thing is we don't, we don't want to mess with your hormones. We, yeah. we don't, and you don't need to mess with hormones. Cause I, I honestly believe that our bodies are so interconnected. Everything in our body is designed to work with everything else in our body. Yeah. And once you start tweaking one little thing, we don't know how it, we don't know what kind of like chain reaction that causes yeah. over time. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a, um, I, I love that you said that there's a chart that you can Google. That's like, um, if you, it's, it's unbelievable, but it, it's a chart that breaks down the entire mitochondrial process at a cellular level. And it's like millions, oh, wow. it's millions of things on this chart, like literally yeah. millions. And that's the exact same thing with our endocrine system functioning. And it's the exact same thing as 
um, um, what you're expressing right now, like we, we know that there's things happening when we stop hair loss from happening or we prevent hair thinning. Well, with an RX specifically, most of these are going to be triggering some sort of hormonal response. So like, that's the exact same thing as that. That's and there might be a chart for, uh, an endocrine system functioning as well. That's going to, it's again, it's going to be millions of processes that are occurring. And it's like, so now we need to find a needle in the haystack which is just a complete luck if you're able to mitigate these sexual side effects and sexual desires. And it's like, I guess what I've done in the past as well, you know, we can add in like some Cialis, we can add in some Viagra, which Cialis for bodybuilders is extremely heart healthy. Um, And and Viagra is not going to have any downsides there either. But it's like, now we're adding RXs on top of RXs. And it's like, what's the cascade and when does it stop? So what you do is from a very holistic approach and you found ingredients that you have seen prevent hair thinning, prevent hair loss that have research back. Can you talk about some of these for the listeners? Yeah, totally. Let me, let me just jump into how, how it happens. And then okay. we can talk about how, how we approach fixing it. So I love it. Here's, so basically what happens is when you, when your body breaks down testosterone, mm-hmm. uh, it creates dihydrotestosterone, which is just the waste product of your body breaking down testosterone. Mm -hmm. And this is something that's generally just excreted. Mm -hmm. However, here's the catch. As it passes by the hair follicle, on our hair follicles, we have receptor sites, which for a visual would be a little pothole. So these little potholes, and as that DHT passes by the follicle, it gets stuck in the little pothole. Now, here's an interesting thing. It's those potholes that are the, the, the genetic factor in hair loss. So that's what you inherit is the potholes. So you could have a ton of potholes, but there's but it kind of balances. There's a balance factor too. It's it's between how many potholes you have and how much testosterone you have is really where the hair loss factor comes in. So if you have like a ton of these potholes, but you have very little testosterone, you're not going to experience any sort of thinning or hair loss until much later in life which is the case with women generally, which is why women don't see hair loss till like menopause or beyond because they might have a lot of these little potholes that they inherited, but they're not producing a lot of testosterone. Yep. So there, so it takes a very long time for enough DHT to build up Got it. and actually create an impact. But on the, on the flip side, you could have very few of these little potholes that you inherited, but tons of testosterone and you will have hair loss you know, because you, you are just producing so much testosterone that the DHT is just attacking, even though you have a lot of potholes, a lot of DHT is building up there. Fascinating. You know? Okay. Or you could have no potholes, ton of testosterone, ton of DHT, but great hair because there's nothing for the DHT to latch onto. Fascinating. Okay. Can I ask you real quick? Yeah. What, um, uh, I hate the percentage game, but if you okay. could put a percentage on this is how much genetics play into hair loss around, uh-huh. where would that be? Well, I, you know, in terms of like the people we talk to, I don't, I, I don't have like the actual, like, you know, number, number yeah. in terms of clients that we talk to. Cause when we talk to a client, we really try to track down like what their hair loss is. Is it nutrition? Is it, is it stress? Is it environmental factors? 
is it a diet issue? Is it hormonal? Yep. Or is it there is it genetics? And generally the majority, it's like 90%. Yep. Okay. You know, 85%, 90% genetics. That's around what I was thinking. That's around. I yeah. mean, it, it it seems like because what you just described, and I, I love the pothole analogy, it you can't there's there's only so much you can do. Especially like if if you're someone who is a competitive athlete and you're utilizing testosterone and you have all of these potholes uh, from you know your your genetic tree, there's only so much you can do for it to to be mitigated. Right. Interesting. Right. Okay. Very cool. So, well, so our our whole approach and philosophy is is we just want to get that DHT to come off the follicle. Yeah. And then we want to protect the follicle from future DHT buildup. Because if we can get the DHT off the follicle, the blood will start flowing back to the follicle. Because what when the DHT latches onto the follicle, what it does is it cuts off the blood flow. And as more and more latches on, less and less blood is being de delivered to the follicle. And that's what causes the follicle to get weaker and weaker. Because there's no nutrients and there's no, it's, it's basically that's starving. It's starving. And that's why it starts to get thin is because the DHT is actually cutting off the blood flow. And the reason why some of these, some of the RX products work is because what they're doing is they're forcing blood to the follicle. Some of them, mm. the minoxidil is that's, does that my, is it just forces the blood to the follicle. Okay. So if it's going to work, that's why it's going to work is because it's just forcing it past the membrane, past the DHT and getting it back there. However, your body's now dependent on that drug yeah. to force the blood. Cause once you stop, the blood stops getting forced to it. Follicle just instantly reverts and dies. Because once you stop, I mean, the, the, the DHT buildup isn't going to necessarily stop occurring, even though this drug is forcing blood flow to go there. So, exactly. yeah. So as soon as you stop, you're going to lose like a lot. A lot. Exactly. That's why when people are, are on minoxidil, it, I mean, you have to use it for life. I didn't know that. Stop. Okay. You can't stop. So our, what our approach is, is we want to get the DHT off the follicle and get the blood flowing back to the follicle on its own. And then it starts rebuilding it. And then at the same time, we start bombarding it with stem cells, probiotics, amino acids, peptides to rebuild it, to help fortify that strength so that the follicle can start to produce its own healthy hair again. Very cool. That makes complete sense. I appreciate yeah. you breaking it down that way as well. I'm learning something here. So, so this is neat. So we want to what you're in a pill you're in a capsule form is that is that no what we're, we're a topical doing? treatment you're a topical treatment okay so we're going to yeah, take this yeah. topical treatment we're going to put it directly into onto the hair and yeah. it's going to be able to how 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 does that system work how does the the probiotics the stem cells the amino acids all that it just since that those nutrients are there, the DHT isn't going to go to that pothole. Are they essentially covering the pothole? How does how how does that work? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We have a in one of one of our ingredients is a very high grade hyaluronic acid. Okay, which is something that's found. It's in your joints and eyeballs. Yeah, a lot of skin creams have it because it's a very moisturizing yeah. substance. And um, what it does is it coats the hair. And it prevents the D and the DHT just kind of slides right off. Oh, and then okay. future DHT can't latch on because of the, like the little, the little like protective sheet basically it puts around it. That is and really it, fascinating. It, but it allows the blood to keep flowing through it. Okay. 
that that's how we get it on. It takes it does take a little time. It takes like three to six months before people start to see real real change yeah. because it's a healing factor. Yeah. Um, but the idea is we start coding it and then the DHT just slides right off and then the blood starts coming back. So the ideal situation for you guys to start with a client in would be they they're coming up on an age where people in their life um where people in their genetic tree have typically started having hair thinning and whatnot, and they just want to be ahead of the curve, if you will. But obviously, a lot of the people who start with you, the hair loss has already begun. Yeah, ahead of, ahead of the curve is great. We yeah. love it when somebody is like, you know, in their early 30s and they're like, hey, it's just starting. We're like, perfect. We're glad that you're finding us now because we can really like get that. We can really help. Okay. Someone's older. And they've been seeing hair loss for like 30 years, 40 years. It's a little bit tricky because if if the scalp is shiny and bald, that means the follicle's dead. And there's nothing we can do. We can't help that. Um, nothing can because the follicle's dead. You know, that's just and that's indicated by the shiny baldness. Okay. Now, when someone has been losing hair for a very long time, there's going to be a certain amount of follicles that are dead. Okay. Mixed into what they have. That's just what it is. So the hair is never going to fully like, they're never going to look like they're 17, have that same hair again. That's just not realistic. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so for it, someone who, who, sorry to cut you off, for someone who's already going back. Yeah. Would, not, not asking if you would recommend this, would the plausible scenario here be like, okay, because, so I've made my mind up. As soon as mine starts going back, I'm getting transplants. I'm getting it okay. done, period. So if someone has already started seeing it go back and they Uh get transplant surgery and then start with you after Uh that would essentially be able to protect what's already there from continuing to move. But obviously you would have like a full head of hair. So you kind of like start over from scratch, right? Well, in that scenario, what we recommend is you start with us first. Got it. Okay. First you do, you do like a six months with us. Okay. First, because what you want to do is you want to strengthen what you have ah. and you want to start addressing the DHT issue now. Then you then you get your transplant and then you use us to help those transplants really take root and to really start to produce because because we because of the stem cells and the probiotics and the amino acids and the peptides, we can actually really help heal and strengthen what you have. So in using it in conjunction with the transplants, it's just going to make those transplants stronger, help heal better and really help them take root and continue. We have a lot of, we have a lot of transplant clients, um, transplants. Sometimes they don't always take is, is also an issue. So like we have clients who have gotten like five, six transplants, you know, transplants are a lot better though today. You know, we have have people who get, who, who are, our clients who start getting transplants like in the eighties and nineties yeah, and you know, they're, they're having a little, a little bit of a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You might as well but, start over. <laughs> yeah. But the technology, the technology today is, 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 can be pretty impressive. Okay. I, um, you mentioned 
you talk to your clients about the nutrition and maybe nutritional deficiencies and whatnot that they're undergoing. So in a bodybuilding prep, like when you're getting ready for a show, obviously your nutrient profile, you know, it drops off a little bit. Calories are getting low. We're trying to focus on preserving muscle and losing body fat. We're not necessarily focusing on having this full encompassing mineral pro or a nutrient profile where all of your vitamins are going to be perfect. Right. Multivitamins, multiminerals are great, but they're never going to be as good as the actual food from food that we're able to ingest. Um, And we'll commonly see, usually females more than males, we'll commonly see some hair that starts falling out and whatnot. Um, Now, you know, there's going to be an element of that occur whenever stress is really high on the body. And obviously in a contest prep, it doesn't get much more stressful than that. So like a little bit is okay. A lot, like if you're taking a shower and it's like in your hand, like when you leave, that's not necessarily a good place to be. Is the nutritional component mostly based in someone's vitamin profile, mineral profile, or is it a gut microbiota thing where people have a poor diet and it's reflecting in their hair falling out? What do you find to be common factors there? We usually focus on it's it's usually a poor diet. Yeah. Um, the, it, there there's certain diets that oddly have a side effect of thinning hair, um, like the keto diet for for some reason. For the cute eye, does have like a, a thinning hair factor. I don't. Okay. I'm still. I'm still trying to figure out like the ins and outs of that because the cute eye it seems pretty cool on paper. It has, it, it has to be a mineral um, thing, right? It yeah, it's a, a it's a mineral. It, it's yeah. it's a mineral thing in in that particular diet. Yeah. But usually, usually when people when it's a diet thing is when people are are vegans. Yeah. And it's like all diets. All, Diets work for the individual. They don't work across the board, you know? So you can have like a vegan who's like full vitality, full focus, full energy, full health. And that's awesome. And then you can have a vegan that's their body's not reacting right to it. You know, can I, can can I interject super fast, Mariah? Yeah. As a coach who's worked with all diet types for 10 uh, coming on 11 years now, I support any whatever morality compass you have and whatever you feel best doing, I'm always going to advocate for and support. But after working with probably 40, 50 vegans in my lifetime and every single one of them, 100% of them have some sort of issue, right? It gets very frustrating, but it's like, what's the, what's the happy median? I mean, how many times have I had SIBO happen in a vegan client? I can't count. Probably 30% of my vegan athletes that I've ever worked with have had some sort of small intestinal bacterial overgrowth or some sure. sort of hair issue or some sure. just some sort of skin issue or some sort of something. It gets mildly frustrating because I'm handcuffed. Because like there's a morality that they don't want to eat animal protein and they right. are super, you have the freedom to make that choice and I support whatever you want. The hard part is, is there's this whole community similar to the keto community that you brought up. They're like, they're pounded. Like, this is the best and this is optimal and this is what's right. 
Right. And it's really difficult because I believe in health. I believe in people having the freedom of health. And I mean, like, dude, we're in America. And like, there's not really anywhere that's like, not that it's super easy per se to be healthy here, but we have the freedom of choice to like choose our health profile. Absolutely. And it it, it gets a little bit frustrating. So I'm glad that you brought that up. It gave me a little vent, uh, uh, rant, yeah. rant time, but like, continue with your thought. I just want to put that out there. No, absolutely. And you know what, actually, it, it actually is easy to eat nutritious. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like, like Walmart, yeah. you know, the biggest, most expense, inexpensive place to get food. They have organic produce at they this do. point. They do. They have, they have organic greens. You get organic free range meat, yep. eggs, dairy, you know, yep. you can do it all there. And it's, it's relative Costco. Yep. The same. So you don't have to be going to like whole foods or, Irwans, if you live in California, you, know? yeah. <laughs> you, don't, yeah. you don't, you don't have to be going to these, these like very, very expensive little organic niche produce shops. I agree. You can go to the, the Walmart or Costco and get your organic free range meats that don't have any like additives or yep. chemicals or hormones and your organic produce. You can get it all there. I agree. You just have to like make the effort and like, you know drive past the fast food joint. Yep. <laughs> Make your lunch at home and bring it with you. You yeah. can do that. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 just, you know, I, I, I agree with you. You you can eat like whatever diet you want to do, awesome man, do it. Yep. But make sure it's the diet that's giving you maximum energy and focus and vitality and energy and life and you know Yep. Make sure your body's working right with that diet because it's different for everybody. I agree. Um, generally, though, when when we talk to people, we want to make sure they're getting enough enough protein and minerals and and vitamins. Generally, that's through like healthy meats, ideally organ meats if they can, if they can stomach it and yeah. can do it. Um, leafy greens, um, you know, yams are great because they have high vitamin A. You know. That's, we're just kind of like checking it out. Someone's eating a lot of processed food, eating a lot of proce- a lot of sugars, yeah. a lot of like processed, just a lot of processed stuff. Yep. You know, we're not we're not big on like you know cutting out carbs, but we do. If you're you are eating carbs, you try to like make sure that you're not getting breads with like sixty five thousand ingredients. Yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna eat bread, try to eat a bread that just has like water, yeast, flour, salt. Yeah, you know, yep. try to eat that bread. You know, sourdough bread, sourdough bread's the go to because the way, well, now, now there is an issue of like, um, is it actually sourdough bread or does it just taste and market it as sourdough bread? But sourdough bread, the the way that it's fermented, um, there's natural pre and probiotics that are actually integrated into, into that bread during its fermentation process that help break down the the bread first and foremost, but also help feed your healthy gut bacteria. So like sourdough bread's phenomenal. You just have to make sure it's like actual sourdough bread. And it tastes delicious. And it's it's literally the (laughs) best bread there is. (laughs) Yeah, I very much agree with you. So um you said organ meats. And um so this is something that I'm intrigued by. Um, I guess you could say liver King has, you know, struck a craze, uh, you know, throughout the world with his social media antics, whether that be positive or negative, but it's fascinating to me for, well, a few reasons. Actually, I'm one of those weirdos that like, 
and Thanksgiving and Christmas and stuff when we would cook like the whole turkey and whatnot, like uh-huh. I would eat the heart and the gizzard and the, the I, I would eat all the organs that came with it because like yeah, yeah. it kind of made me feel a little savage. <laughs> sure, sure, um, like I enjoyed it. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I would eat those things. It's difficult to understand how and where to source them from. Um, I live in Austin, Texas, and I know that it's not difficult to find here. I just like, haven't put forth the effort, but people are really turned off by the whole organ thing because they see liver King eating this raw. Do you, you don't have to eat the the organs like raw you can cook the organs and consume them that way you can season them you can maybe maybe put a little grass-fed butter in them and whatever yeah so so is is that kind of what you advocate for and people who are open for it we 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 want you to like we want you to get the get it in your body the best way you can you know if down the road you want to start like freezing it and cutting into little chunks and one little great go for it yeah but like if you're if you're trying to get someone to change their diet, yeah, start easy. Start easy. Yeah. Start simple. You know, get the liver and pummel it with onions and yeah. salt, pepper, and cook it up. Make it as delicious as you can. Yeah, you know, start simple. Yeah, you know, then and then when you w- want to just you know grab the cow and just rip it. Yeah, out, it's just rip it. Down the road, <laughs> go for it, man. But yeah. start easy. Yeah, it's 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 fascinating. There's. It's like if you ever see any nature documentary and like a lion or a hyena or anything, you know, they, they kill their prey. They don't, they're not, they're ripping through the muscle to get to the organs. They're not consuming the muscle because the muscle has no nutrients in it for you know them. Right. But humans, we're just tearing apart the muscle and we're like leaving the organs astray. Like there's very clear and concise, um, I wouldn't even just say data or information. It's just like if you watch the evolution of nature, you understand these things can be really important for our overall health and vitality. And yeah, I'm sort of preaching to myself because I don't like abide by this and eat it, even though I am interested in it. But yeah. like we would all be a little bit better if we if we had a little bit of animal organ in, in our diet. We really would be. Um, so my next question, the stress component. Yeah, I, I, in my professional career have definitely gone through periods of stress where like I'm taking a shower and I'm like, oh shit, like it's coming out a little bit. I also have pictures. I have side-by-side pictures of my hairline receding earlier, like three years ago. And it was back further than it is right now. Okay. That's weird. And I don't understand that. I did nothing. Oh, you did nothing. Okay. Yeah. I did absolutely nothing. I just cut my stress down and I got rid of people who were stressing me out. It's huge. Yeah. Huge for everything. Yeah. That's can, such can, a good plan in life. Yeah. yeah I know. Yeah. Not just for hair. It's kind of a good thing yeah. for everything that we're yeah. doing. Can we talk about that? I'm not saying yeah. I regrew hair. I am saying my hairline looks different than it did three years ago. Here, here's the thing was so so yes, yeah, stress is a huge factor in hair loss. Yeah. It's huge. And but the thing about stress is if you can because the follicle doesn't die. Like your hair, so hair's gonna fall out. We we shed. All all mammals shed. That's just part of that's that's how our how life works. The hair, the hair grows, it grows, 
and then it it sits there for a little while, and then a new hair grows and pushes the old hair out. Oh, okay. so it's just that's the whole cycle. You have the the growth, the resting, the shedding, and it just cycles around. So that that's just how it goes. Okay. So when you when you start going under a lot of stress, you're basically you're speeding that cycle up, but in that same thing is you're also cutting down the the growth phase a little bit. So you have a longer resting phase. Mm -hmm. However, just because a follicle is resting, it doesn't mean it's dead. So you could, if you go through a lot of stress and you start losing your hair, if you can cut that out of your life relatively quickly, there's a good chance a good portion of that will just come back on its own. Okay. Um, A lot of, we do have a lot of clients that we help through that. So they'll like, they're going through a lot of stress. They use a lot of hair. They call us. They they use us for about six months to a year, and then they stop okay. because everything kind of that rebalances back out. Okay, you know, so that that is a factor. I think probably what happened with you, you went through stress, you fixed it, you got your life, you know, you you handled that that aspect of your life, and then everything just kind of reset and just kind of found its groove again. Is what it sounds like. Yeah, which is I, pretty natural. Yeah. Okay, that's very cool to know because yeah, the, like the yeah. pictures are pretty. Um, it's pretty staggering to see. Before we started the podcast, I chatted with you about. It sounds like we're in a similar situation. Like every male in my family, yeah, had, yeah. like their hair, by no, especially yeah, especially by the time they were thirty, like their hair was yeah. falling out and yeah. like falling out hard. Obviously, like I exercise more than they did. I also right. like take androgenic steroids, which like definitely darn don't do not help the hair situation. Not, but not based help. on my genetics, I have the potholes, right? Right. I my professional life is far more stressful. Um, just given um, I guess the duties of being a high caliber professional or whatever you want to call it. Like they, well, they were all working in factories. So maybe it wasn't actually like that much more stressful. It maybe just might be a different type of stress. Uh, My diet is better than theirs, but like, I don't have now, I don't have any of the symptoms for hair loss yet. There's things that I'm doing that should clearly be speeding this timeline up compared to what they were experiencing. Um, uh, there's an overarching goal of like, yeah, I take my health much more seriously. Right. So would you say that would be the, 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 the limiting factor of how much I've experienced versus every single male in my family? Um, yes and no. Yes. to what you're saying is right. It sounds like you're, you're, you're more conscious of your health and what you're putting in your body and how you're handling your body, which is a it's like 90% right there. But also one of the things, and and I don't actually know why this is, but I know from talking to hundreds of people over the years, there's no real logic in how, how those potholes genetically, we're calling them potholes, which is a a nice visual, but it's, it's very unprofessional, but it's a good visual. So I'm just going to go, I'm going to stick with it. No, I love the pothole. Yeah. 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 Um, there's no real logic to how that's distributed among from generation to generation to generation. Uh, okay. Cause that's, that's the thing. Like I'll talk to people who are like, you know, no one in my hair loss has family, but me, I have five brothers. They all have amazing hair. Um, except for me, Yeah. you know, I'm 30 and I'm, I'm basically bald, Yeah. you know, and there's no, so there's really no logic in terms of how 
genetics is distributing that that not that I know of. Okay. So it's it's quite possible that these you like your whole family has it, but with you, you got less. That's you know, absolutely you, fascinating. You just, got, you just got a lucky hand in that. I uh, yeah you know, yeah I would say so. Area. Uh, hopefully it's not taken out of my offspring. <laughs> yeah, right, I know, right, right. He's going to be bald by 25 like him. Yeah. Sorry, son, there's nothing I could do to help you out. <laughs> That's absolutely fascinating. Okay, so I want to get into the ingredients that you're using um, within your product. And it's applied topically. I'm assuming it's a daily thing, like it, or just yeah. anytime you shower. But how did you you said it took years for the company California to be able to like make this happen and like yeah. Yeah, great things take time. So I, I definitely respect the timeline on that. How did you formulate this? What's the ingredients look like? Um, and then if someone is, is like listening to this and like, all right, I'm tired of the hair loss. I don't want to take the RXs or maybe I'm having a negative experience with the RXs. Yeah. What can they do to get started with you? Okay. Uh, well, in a nutshell, just go to morehairnaturally.com and <laughs> get it. But, that's, that's, <laughs> but, but, but it's actually a little more than that because yeah. a couple of things. One is on the website, uh, we have phone numbers. I have phone numbers everywhere, top, bottom of every page. And we really want people to call because the reason we want, I mean, people, some people don't want to call and they feel confident in what they're doing. And that's great. Just get it. But if there's questions, we encourage people to call because I have a whole team here to help figure out like really what's going on with, with that individual and help figure out like what, the, what's the best approach to help get maximum results, Okay, you know, in the, in a limited amount of time, like what is the best route to take? And if somebody is taking, uh, is, is like using a minoxidil product, don't stop. Uh, don't just stop cold Turkey. Um, Give us a call. We, we can talk to you how to like come off it gradually so you don't lose everything that you have. Okay. Um, that's pretty important because if you stop, if you, if you stop cold Turkey, there's, it's not a hundred percent, but there's a good chance you'll just lose. You'll regress. Yeah. We, we don't want that. No. You know, especially if someone's been spending so much time and commitment and energy to get results, we want you to keep your results. Yeah. So, so we, we, we help people like kind of make a switch over if, if that's what they want to do. Um, our application is very easy. You, you apply it every day. Uh, we have two, we have two products that we like to use together. Um, one of them is the more naturally nine and that focuses on the healing of the follicle and the regrowing of the follicle, strengthening it up so it can produce its own hair. The second one, one of the things we found in our research is that if your hair is thinning, any kind of non-optimum scalp condition is going to impede healthy growth, like any sort of dryness, flakiness, itchiness, oiliness, all of that. And it's, that's pretty easy to fix. Um, we have our other one, we have a bunch of probiotics that just rebalance the microbiome of the scalp. Mm -hmm. So that, and, and it, it's pretty, we actually were surprised at how well it works, okay. to be honest, okay. um, in terms, in terms of handling that. And then that one also addresses, helps address the, the hair, the hair growth phase um, because when the hair starts to get thin, the hair growth phase starts to get shorter and shorter as the hair, as the follicle gets weaker and weaker, the hair growth phase gets shorter and shorter, which is why often people whose hair starts to thin, it won't grow long anymore. Mm -hmm. 
And that's just because the hair growth phase is too short. So what we got to do is we got to rebuild it. And then we got to help encourage that phase to kind of lengthen out a little bit. So it has a chance to actually do something. Okay. Okay. So that that's why we use the two. And, and it's super easy. You just, it's water-based. It's not greasy. So when you get out of the shower in the morning, uh, or you don't have to shower to use it, um, you just hold, hold the nozzle as close to the scalp as possible, spray just enough to saturate those thinning areas, massage it in for 30 seconds, let it dry, go about your day. And then you repeat the same thing at night with the other product. Very easy. So I know that the question is going to arise from some, some listeners here. Are you able to use your product alongside a Medoxino? Yeah, absolutely. We have a lot it of It sounds like that would be for someone who's on Medoxino, like if they're seeing good progress, it sounds yeah. like that would be a really ideal scenario is to bring this in alongside that. Yeah, absolutely. We have, we have, we have a lot of clients that do that. Um, that don't want to stop their monoxyl products because they, they feel like they're getting success with them, which yeah. is great. Something's working. We never change that. Um, so we so what they do is they apply the monoxyl product in the morning and then our products back to back in the evening. Yeah. You don't want to mix them at the same time simply because um, monoxidil products and also like st- hairstyling products, there's harsh chemicals in them okay. that could potentially harm some of the natural ingredients in our products. Okay. So what we do is we just have them separated out. So you do that one in the morning and you do ours in the evening. Yeah, very cool. Um, is there a microbiome component? So you're talking about probiotics. Yeah. And, you know, most people when they hear probiotics, they don't think about ones that go on your scalp. <laughs> they're, yeah, absolutely. they're thinking That's about so the ones that you yeah. take orally and obviously go mm-hmm. into your stomach. Yeah. You're seeing probiotics have a good effect at the scalp. That makes yeah. me draw a hypothesis that there has to be a microbiome component from the gut that is also somewhat um, – it's it's having somewhat of an effect at the, at the scalp, which wouldn't be surprising at all because now as more and more research comes out, and I assume there's nothing out on this yet, but as more and more research comes out, we're understanding the microbiome is kind of like <laughs> – like the, that that's the home to a lot of situations going on in our body. Everything, man. It's everything. Yeah. yeah. Do you think there's a correlation between a healthy gut microbiome and a healthy scalp? Um, well, I think there's a correlation between a healthy gut biome and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, and everything. Um, I, I don't specifically a healthy scalp. I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, as we learn more and more, it, it's, becoming pretty clear that your biome controls every it's related to everything in your body. So that's so important. That's so important to address and have attention on and to make sure that you're doing stuff proactively to keep that up and healthy and clean. Absolutely. Um, Okay. In terms of topical probiotics. So it's interesting. I never, I I, I was kind of the same mindset. Like I knew I was very aware of it in for internal taking internally and for your gut and, ingesting it. Um, and then I started noticing it randomly in like some skin creams and I started seeing it around. Okay. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's interesting. And and then when we started researching, like what, like this other aspect they were trying to fix, like how do we, you know, cause all we do is we, we find problems and then we find ways to fix it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. When things Problem come up, solvers. we're like, okay, yeah, that came up. <laughs> how can we fix that? Yeah. Let's start figuring that out. As yeah. The next project. So when we're starting to figure out like the scalp, we're like, we're like, well, what about like 
probiotics. Yeah. And then when we started researching it, we were like, oh, wow, there's so much out here okay. that's actually like causing like major effects and having incredible results. Okay. And then, that, you know, we, that's how we do all of our, our product development at this point. We like find a problem. Then we research like what's happening, like, but like the newest, like cutting edge, what's happening. Yeah. And then I like pick up the phone and call our lab and like, Hey, have you heard about this? Yeah. Let's make something with it. Yeah. <laughs> that makes complete sense. I love yeah. that. It, hey, innovation. I'm the exact same way. I get an idea and I, I have a couple of friends. I have a doctor that I'm, we're doing some wellness clinic stuff with. And, um, the other day I just, I had this idea. So, so I talked about this on a couple of podcasts ago. Um, by the time this one releases the Apple AirPods, yeah, you know, the Apple AirPods, y you have a pair, don't you? Everybody. Everyone has a freaking pair of Apple AirPods. Yeah. So there was like a researcher who put some, um, like tool that essentially measures how much, energetic output or radio waves or whatever is coming out of these things. And anything that measures over 0.5 is causing direct cellular inflammation. And these AirPods are causing like 8, 12, 15. It's insane. And, I know, I know. And I know. we're all just wearing them. I and, know. And so I yeah. hit him up the other day. I hit, I hit Doc up the other day. And I was like, can we make something that like can offset the cellular damage that's happening in our freaking brain from AirPods? Cause like I'm walking around Austin, I'm walking my dog and like everyone has AirPods. And I'm like, Oh God. No, I, 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 I try not to hold my, I try not to like hold the phone up anymore. I know, like I know. either speaker or I try to do the plugin plugin ones. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Like, like, Cause just cause of that same fact. Yeah. But convenience, but convenience. convenience. So, so, so someone has to be innovative here. Um, I want you to quickly discuss what's, what's normal hair loss look like. So there's bodybuilding competitors who are listening to this that go through the ebbs and flows of hair loss. You mentioned yeah. shedding earlier, all mammals shed. Yeah. And I don't want this podcast to come out and I get a million client messages about like, oh my God, some of my hair is falling out and it's like just normal hair loss. What yeah. would you consider normal hair loss? Well, it's, it's different. It's different for everyone. There's, okay. there's like numbers that say like, you should lose this many amounts of hair a day, but it's, they're kind of, it's kind of weird because how do you know you lost 200 strands of hair that day? Yep. You know what I mean? You're not like, Oh, there's one, there's one, there's one. Oh, here's one on my shirt. There's yep. one. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't measure that. So it's like, as an individual, you know, when you take a shower, generally how much, how much hair you see in your hand or on the bottom, you know, or you kind of, you kind of know that yeah. in your life. Yeah. It's when you start seeing an extra amount. Yeah. That's when you should start, you know, looking at it. Okay. It's, you know, it's when it starts seeming a little bit more than normal. Okay. Okay. Yeah. For, that makes for sense. For a consistent period of time. Yeah. Not just one day. Yeah. You know, but, but like over, over a consistent period of time. Okay. That makes sense. And to add to that, I would also, if you're noticing consistent hair loss, I would definitely ask myself, Hey, how stress, how has sleep been? If you're in a place of deprived sleep and elevated stress, then you're probably going to be more prone to, you know, having some hair loss. But um, I, I definitely think there's more people who have issues um, than maybe they realize because how I feel I've seen people operate is one day they just woke up and they saw the actual visual change and like, by the yeah. time the visual change hits, you've been losing hair. 
Sure. So I think it's really important to get an understanding, get comfortable. Like when you're in the shower, like check your hands, like check yeah. what's going down the shower drain. Like just kind of pay attention to like what's going on. So you have that understanding. Um, something that I'm, I'm very interested in. And, um, I, 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 I think all of us do. I absolutely love a scalp massage. I love when my girl gets her hands in my hair and just rubs. Oh my goodness. Like that gets me going. Is there any benefit that that could have to preventing or offsetting hair loss? Cause I would think that would improve some sort of blood circulation. Yeah. hundred percent. So, so true. It does. In fact, we, we actually, we try to make that, we make that part of the application process. Oh really? Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and the reason that we do that is so it becomes kind of a daily ritual. Okay. So you apply it, and then you get a massage your scalp every day. And massage is like move the scalp against the skull. Okay. The goal is to increase blood circulation. Yeah, it's great. It's great, and it's important. So you're telling me, if I go to your website and I buy some of this, that I have to get scalp massages every single day. Every single day. Or I'm, I'm, I'm so we could have said that. 50 minutes ago and into the podcast because everyone's yeah. going to go get it now. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> that is Every day your significant phenomenal. other has to massage your scalp. Let's go. Let's go. I'm so yeah. down with this. Right. This, I, I, I learned a lot from you. This is really, really interesting. Um, I guess what the last thing that I want you to really cover is like, what's the take home message that you might have for the listeners who are going to tune into this, who might be struggling with some options. You love doing phone calls. I love doing phone calls too, but people are embarrassed by this. So how, how do you come around to just grasping the fact of what's happening? Um, or maybe just, just what's a message for them to understand like, Hey dude, like it's going to be okay. Like we got you, we've got some fixes. We just have some things that need to change. Okay. Here it is. You got to make a decision to change your life. Yeah. Period. You got to make a positive decision to change your life. And mm-hmm. in doing that, making that decision and then you start to see results from that decision you made. It's going to make you stronger. Mm-hmm. It's going to give you more self-confidence. It's going to give you more, more focus, energy, attention. And having that within you, when you go out into the world, it's going to change the people you meet. It's going to change your family, your friends, your church, your society, mm-hmm. your community, people at the grocery store. They're all going to be infected by your you know, walking out with your head a little high, your yep. chest a little bigger, your focus a little cleaner, you know, you're present. When somebody's present in life, people around that person wake up yep. and they're alert, you know, and you know, too, with your, with your clients, yep. somebody starts working out and then all of a sudden they like, they're like, whoa, I got abs. Yeah. You know? yep. They're like, they're like, whoa, look at that. Yeah. You know, take the shirt off. Like, yeah. hey, dude, what's happening? Yeah. You know, everything changes. Everything changes. And it's about making a decision, taking an action, and then seeing a positive result. Yeah. And just know that that's what you got to do to make your life better. And there's that, that's really it. I love that message. And, you know, it's interesting. I, so I have two friends who um, they've undergone hair transplant uh, uh-huh. surgeries. 
And they actually, um, one of them flew to Turkey because in Turkey, Turkey they like, do it all at once. Whereas in America, they split it up in like four or five procedures. Yeah, and, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, it looks really good. And it was way cheaper oh, too. Cool. Yeah, it looks really good. Um, the confidence that they walk around with, the aura that they present themselves with is so great, so much greatly elevated from just simply having like their hair back and like having like, yeah. that's a big part of what we do and like who we are and like our hairstyle and what we do with it. Um, it, it, it exudes our personality before we even have to say a word. And so it's, I've seen what you're saying firsthand. I've seen people directly affected by that. I told you earlier, I did a side-by-side from about three years ago to now where I had a receding hairline. So now yeah. I don't anymore. And like, you can just tell in the pictures, like I was smiling in both pictures. My smile now was way different than it yeah. was in the old picture because it was a subconscious thought of like, Hey, you know, you don't love your hairline. So, you know, th that's why I really wanted to have you on because I know people struggle with this, but they don't have an outlet and they're not really sure where to go to get information. Right. So Mariah, you, you're phenomenal. You're a wealth of knowledge. You're definitely inspiring and impacting people through the work that you've done. And I can tell you're insanely passionate about this. I appreciate you taking out time to come on and, and spread this message. I know that you're going to be getting people who reach out to you from the Crow or Die podcast. Um, and I I'm really excited for that. So thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, it was great being here. It was so nice, like meeting you and yeah. being on your show. I loved it. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Mariah, yeah. Shane, until next time, uh, you're phenomenal. You guys, as always, uh, leave us a five-star rating review. But Mariah, where can they find you on socials or do you just want to direct them to your website? Just go to morehairnaturally.com. More morehairnaturally.com. Yeah. And it's just, there's, there's phone numbers all over the place and then, or you could just, you know, look at it and decide what you want to do and just do it there. Just do it guys. Just go do it. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on until next time. Absolutely. Man. <laughs> hey, that was great, dude. I learned a lot from that. I learned yeah, a lot. That, that pothole analogy. I'm going to use that with yeah. my clients when they start talking to me about hair loss and stuff. Um, but yeah. you know, this is a big thing that you know, commonly gets dealt with. And, you know, Mariah, people just like go bald. They just like shave their head and they just go bald. Um, and it's like, I, I, I feel like we have, I feel like this is an outlet. I feel like this is something that they can use to, you know, prevent that from happening. Um, yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, and that's cool too. If somebody shaves their head and they're like, I look fucking awesome. Yeah. And like, right on, man. Yeah. You do look fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's Cause that's all, that's all we want. We want someone to look at themselves and go like, I look fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's our goal. And have you know, that, 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 that is going to give them everything they need. And same thing like with you, you that's what you're doing. Absolutely. Somebody is like, comes to you. They're like, you know, they're happy and good. And then they start getting their body in shape and they're like, Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the physical hundred percent affects the mental. Yeah. You know, you can call it vain. You can call it whatever you want, but you know, your physical is going to affect your mental. Absolutely. I mean, you put on a good jacket. You're like, oh, you yeah, feel you good. That right out that you're like, it's on. We're all to, like, a little bit narcissistic in nature. Just a little bit. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing, wrong, nothing with wrong with that. that. Yeah, we got to embrace it. Dude, I. It doesn't mean you have to be a dick. Yeah, you know no, I mean? no. Yeah, there's a fine line. 
you should love yourself. You should be narcissistic. Just yep. don't be a dick. Yeah, <laughs> I agree completely, dude. You're you're awesome. I appreciate your energy. I appreciate your message and what you're doing yeah. to impact people. Seriously, it was cool to get to know you, and it was really cool to understand your product. I'm very excited to go to your website and look at it myself um, oh. after having this conversation. But yeah, thanks for taking out the time, man. Yeah, you too. I appreciate it.